0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401Ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH.
1: Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters, Scott Hansen. And Pat McLean. thanks for joining us. That's right, on this uh, Labor Day weekend a little
2: choppy markets again again,
1: again. it, it well, what was it, down a thousand points earlier in that one day
2: <laughs>
0: yeah it's
1: funny as the market's not funny as the <laughs> markets get uh as they go higher the points swings are a lot more the dow when it originally started was at what 100 it was yeah. 11 railroad stocks. Uh, there was 10 uh, railro- nine
2: railroads and a couple others yeah like it was very small it wasn't the dow
1: 30, it was like, it was like 13 or 11, yeah, somewhere, or somewhere in there. There. And the index was at 100 when it first came out. Yes. And now we're at 30 some odd thousand. So the points point were 100 points swing back in when it was originally. Great, <laughs> it would have been wiped out the market. Yeah, no, it right. would have been nothing. Like go,
2: <laughs> yeah, everything is percentages.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because um, I had a call this week with um, a company, they manufacture, they do these structured products. And I had a call only because someone in the industry says, "Hey, can you?" And the person who introduced me thought we would have no interest in the products that they were. Uh, well, explain producing. the structured product for. Our I'm having. A, I had trouble understanding. <laughs> on, oh. So one of <laughs> here's one of the products they had. Okay, this is the, and they so this is what is t- tend to sold. They're sold in the from the big brokerage firms the commissionable products. The firms b- manufacture them. They get sold a, as a commission. This company. Happen to make a product that's designed for fee-based independent advisors, okay? Like what? Who? Pat and myself are all worth our company. That's who we are. Independent, uh, and they're trying to figure out how to get some traction amongst independent advisors. And I guess they have had some success with those advisors who left the big brokerage firms and started their own because they still have kind of that.
0: Brokerage my
1: product product mentality. Yes. So the conversation I had, it was very much product focused. Gives you something to talk to your clients about, and like one of the products they had, it was a either a two or three year term. You decide, and it it is invested. Your returns gonna be based upon the S and P five hundred. Think I'm like equity index annuities. same, uh, but it has a nine percent dividend yield. So really? pays you a nine percent yield, and has a two or three two or three year period on it at what cost well who like Mike where's the nine percent coming from well I I said to them so I said what I I view equity investing as long-term money these are dollars you don't need for five plus years if you need them before that period of time don't invest in the don't don't own companies own something else that's not going to be so volatile but I said this product it's a 3 let's assume we do a three-year term on this. Mm-hmm. We're taking a 9% dividend. The market's going to have to do 9% plus for my principal to be intact in three years. And there's a very high probability that over a three-year period of time, it does not return 9%. And now I'm negative on my principal when I – the Oh,
2: of the- they didn't talk about – there's no principal protection. It's just <laughs> you. Nine, nine.
1: That's correct. That was one of the products. So they were coming up with multiple angles, like how would this – fit this into the portfolio. And then they had other ones when there was well, listen, like a guarantee. You didn't participate in the dividend. But just,
2: but look, first of all, when you invest, it's return of principal, and then
1: it's return on principal. They have these products that it protects you for the first 20% decline in the market. And so what happens when the markets go further? Well, then you participate in those losses. But that's all have a cost. They're just using derivatives around the products. That's what I said, like... They, they made no progress whatsoever with me, and I was yeah. very open and transparent on my worldview on things. And the person who set up the call said, "I had a feeling this. This is how the call was going to go. I think they're pretty much like telling these people, like you're barking up the wrong tree if you think you're going to go to independent advisors and try to build, try to have them sell these." Because I... of
2: uh, uh, the mentality around investing is look, the proper investment is for the time period and your risk tolerance. Yeah, and that's when how you need the money, works. that's right. So these market gyrations that we're going through are a hundred percent normal yes 100 percent normal right they're not fun oh they're miserable they are absolutely miserable that is the cost of return over the long period of time that is why over a long period of time
1: you will earn more than you earn in a one-year treasury or a bank cd and anytime you try to find some magic product that's somehow going to give you the upside without the downside. There's a cost. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There's a cost. And if there's a cost, then is that the cost you want to pay? Or is there some other... Because they take a portion of those, those dollars and... and 100%. They, they, they put it in a bunch of bonds. Or they do a derivative. and then or they, they do options on the market
2: to give you some downside protection. But it is... It, it, you look at your statement. First of all, if you, if you look at your account every day... you're going to kind of rethink, you know, how you're viewing your world and your investments. Um, And when you look at it, just realize you're not going to spend that money. If it's retirement money, you've got long periods
1: of time that you are invested for. And that it's what it is. And maybe also it's good for you to have an understanding of, let's say you've got a million dollars in your retirement account. What percentage is actually tied to the stock market? What percentage is available if I need cash today or tomorrow? What percentage is stable? And then you like you can go back and look at history. All right. Other periods of time. How long has it been since the markets recovered to get back to, to new highs? They, they've always recovered. So the markets are up. 70% of the time, historically. That's right. And down 30% of the time. And it's no fun when they're down. So anyway, we asked Andy Stout to join us. Andy Stout is our chief investment officer. Uh, and Andy, we we thought you, we'd have you join us just for a few moments today to, to talk about a little bit what the the feds did this last week. They always at the fancy shindig oh, at the Jackson I know. Jackson Hole. That was so hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> like where they are? Yes. yeah. I tell you, I've had lunch at one of those hotels once. Oh, in Jackson Hole, starts, Yeah, they, oh, they have the, beautiful. all the they're all five-star resorts oh, there.
2: Oh, beautiful. I was up there a couple of years ago with my family, and, I, and they're you with know, Jerome Powell talking to these other rich people looking at the Grand Tetons, and
1: I'm like, not <laughs> Their the, home price are $10 bucks plus, right? Not the image. So, uh, Andy, uh, uh,
2: as we talk about geography and the beautiful city of Jackson Hole, can you talk a little bit about uh, what— transpired there and why the market uh, reaction seemed to be, in my mind, a little bit overblown.
3: Well, if you look at what the Fed did following their July meeting and what Chair Powell said there, uh, not in the illustrious Jackson Hole, uh, but when he uh, they came out of their uh, Fed meeting in July, the markets interpreted what he was doing as somewhat of a pivot away from hiking rates as quickly as what they had been on pace for. They thought the Fed might be slowing down, and what Chair Powell did last Friday. So we saw.
1: So that's the, said, you, no to, to that. You think that the markets started to increase because the markets went up quite a bit over that period of time. Uh, because with, of how uh, his he, comments, he commented that he thought it was going to slow. That they were going to
2: slow this. Well, he just made some comments about uh, basically
3: that the the inflation with where it's at, monetary policy in terms of the path for the interest rate hikes, it might not need to last at this pace forever. Or for they see the end kind of in sight with the interpretation. And Chair Powell cleared that up and saying, no, we're not going to be uh, cutting rates or – Changing their path anytime soon. You know we're going to keep looking at what he called the totality of data. He even went so far to talk about the lessons learned from the 1970s and how the Fed then at that time talked about or what they did was they cut rates too Waited. soon because inflation started to come down, recession risk was rising, and Chair Powell said that was a mistake. What do we have right now? Well, we have inflation. Coming down a little bit, peak inflation, good chance that's behind us. But uh, and we have recession and risk rising. Chair Powell said, basically, I don't care. We're going to keep raising rates. we got to get inflation completely under control because when the Fed cut rates in the 70s, that really laid the foundation for the early 80s uh, hyperinflation environment.
1: Yeah, and um, I think what spooked people is when he basically said, if, if, if this causes a recession, so be it. It's It's what we need to do.
3: That- yeah, and that's a scary thing for markets because markets typically don't do too well during recessions. But as you pointed out, you know they're usually higher, and uh, when you look out over a long enough time period, you know, like over a ten-year period. Uh, the stock markets are higher, basically 100 percent of the time, almost uh, from a historical standpoint. So when you, when you look at that, the longer term investors, you know, you are going to be fine. But if you have cash, you know, or if you have a immediate cash flow needs, uh, you probably don't want to have that at risk in general, just because that's not prudent to begin with, regardless of what the market's doing.
1: That reminds me, in the and this was in the early nineteen, early 2000, like January of 2000, talking to this guy, and he had his property tax money. It could have been in late 99. I don't remember. He had his property tax money in a tech fund. This is one of the dot-coms were going oh, through. the got roof. It. And I'm like, these are dollars you're going to need in four months when you're property? Yeah. I'm like, you're out of your mind having it in those investments, right? Like, if it's 20 years from now, awesome. But, it's like, four months? Yeah. Hey, can you talk a little bit, Andy, about
2: uh, unemployment? And I, I saw a statistic yesterday that there's two... Job openings for every unemployed person in the U.S. I don't know whether
1: that was true or not. I saw that statistic, and it was hard for me to believe. And unemployed, you're talking about these are people that want to work, not people that could be employed, able-bodied uh, yes. adults, uh, correct? Or, or what they call the participation
2: rate. Can you can you expand a little bit about what's going on in the labor markets? I I don't understand it, quite frankly. I just uh, it's perplexing to me.
3: Yeah. So that's that's, uh, pretty accurate, actually. Uh, It's at uh, 1.98 job openings to unemployed uh, people. And what we're looking at there is a a release that came out earlier this week. It's called the Job Openings Survey. And it showed that there was 11.2 million job openings. So it's almost two times the number of unemployed people. And and a lot of that just has to do with uh, how hard it is for uh, employers to still find work. And this does make the Fed's job a little bit more Because they don't like seeing that because when you have all of these job openings compared to the number of unemployed people, that means that employers will have to pay up for workers, which which means there's more wage inflation,
2: which means the Fed needs to raise rates more. Wow. This is – it just seems like a strange thing to me. Like how many people have left the workforce with no intention of returning?
3: Yeah, there's been a, quite a few been permanently hired because of COVID. What,
1: I don't understand that. Where, where did they get the money? <laughs> I don't, that's
3: right. Well, there was a lot of uh, money handed out from the fiscal stimulus, right? Uh, then you, they did participate in some of the upside in, in the stock market. If you look at uh, just where wealth is uh, has been distributed over the past couple of years. So, right now, though, if you look at savings, it is starting to dwindle. Uh, we're not. At the, and we're getting close to the level where people, you know, more people might need to re enter the labor force. So, when you, when you look at it from that perspective, the savings rate, the personal income, personal spending, all of that data that suggests there probably has some people getting ready to enter the labor force over the next few months because, quite frankly, they are running out of money as far as that
2: goes. That's awesome. That's oh crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to sell my Sprinter van and get a job.
1: Most aren't the Sprinter vans, though. I think it's... Um, People just
2: sitting on the side. I don't lines. know. I, I don't know. get it. Anyway, get a... let's... Uh, Andy, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for yeah.
1: joining us. Uh, always appreciate your insight. Yeah, great having you with us. And thanks for all you do with uh, Allworth as our chief investment officer as well. Let's hit the calls now. Um, let's start here with Mike in California. Mike, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
4: Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Super. Just a real quick question. I'm getting ready to sell a home down in the Bay Area, and what I'm looking for is how can I minimize my capital gains liability? I'm looking at it probably about uh, 1.2 um, is what we're going to list it for over what I originally paid for the home.
2: And primary residence?
4: Yeah, it, it, it was. Where we were, we've are we're moved up uh, to a new home, our vacation home. We're staying there
1: now. And how long ago did you move out?
2: I well, I've held both homes for a couple of years now. So uh, we moved out about four years ago. We bought the other home. Has this ever been a rental home? No. Okay. So so
1: it's still your primary res, still your
2: primary residence.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes. you'll in your your marriage, is that right? Yes. So you'll you'll avoid five hundred thousand of the one point two million dollar gain, and then mm. whatever you put into the house in capital improvements. We'll
2: lower that amount too above and beyond that you're going to write a check
1: uh, well, i mean the only way you could avoid that uh is if you you can gift you can gift something to charity this year that would reduce your tax liability and if you gave some highly appreciated cuz this is well, what the problem is this is going to push your your ordinary income into into higher rates too. You, you you can gift let's say you get let's sit as an example, you gave $10,000 of a security that you'd owned for years that had a lot of capital gain. You gave that to a, a, a charity, maybe even a donor advised fund. You could take a tax deduction on that, which would go against some of your top tax rates um, and would reduce your, your tax liability on the capital gain.
2: But that'd be, that's tax planning that you should be doing every year anyway.
1: Right. Yeah. There's right. No, I mean, you can't do it. You can't exchange this. You into can't another, exchange it. Look, here's the challenge. It's not. It's not really a challenge. This is reality. The market has. The real estate market has been on fire the last couple years, and much of this gain has come in the last couple of years. Even right, it's just. It's incredible the prices for of real estate. And how big of the house? How big the house are you selling, Mike? Uh, It's in the uh, Bay
4: Area, so it's only a thousand square foot home.
1: And how (laughs) thousand square feet? And how much are you listing it for? About one point four. And you paid two hundred grand for it? Good yeah, think, yeah. for you. When did you buy the house? Uh, we bought back at the bottom
5: in uh, the mid nineties. So we, uh, yeah, yeah. So
1: yep. the,
2: the, and so uh, and you and you had another vacation, a rental uh, or a vacation home that you bought years ago before you had a price appreciation there, correct? How long? No, you- it, we've only on the we've only on the vacation home for about four years. Well, that's no, that, no. That you you. You bought well. it before. Yeah. You did really, really well. Your timing was yeah. Excellent. Yeah. excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah, but there's nothing you could do around that $700,000. No, you could except do, smile. You could, you could gift money to <laughs> charities or appreciated assets to charities.
1: Um, and unfortunately, California is going to whack you quite a bit too. Yeah. Did you move out of state just out yeah. of curiosity?
6: No, no, I, I, I wasn't that. Uh, I wasn't able
2: to talk. I wasn't able to talk the the, uh, the boss into that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I understand I'm that. Living okay.
1: a, uh, I'm living in the same world. <laughs> As I joke with the top, the, the top tax rate in California is 13.3, percent and I was talking to Pat one day, and who's been talking about wanting to get out of California for years, and, and I said, Pat, finally, he's frustrated because his wife loves living where she lives, and I said, Well, you have a choice. You can either pay 13.3 to Gavin Newsom. Or fifty percent to Kathy, like
2: right? that is it?
0: And
1: then my wife talked
2: about like I have a place up at um I don't I didn't grow up with a lot of money, but I have a, a small vacation house up in the mountains in the Sierra Nevada's where it gets lots of snow. My wife's like, well, we could live up there in the winter because it's in Nevada, and I'm like, honey, that would be the Shining. It would be the Shining, the movie, all over again. It is not worth the,
1: the emotional turmoil <laughs> that it would bring to our relationship. But in all seriousness, my like. This is a good problem to have. Um It is what it yeah. is, and yeah, a, okay, yeah. All right, congrats. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping I could put it into a Roth no, 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 there's nothing. The only the only thing you could do is give it away, and then you, you, for every dollar you give away, you save twenty five cents in taxes. So you're still out. With my grown Get children a more
6: would my grown children be considered charity?
1: <laughs> no, no, not technically. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Only internally. Okay. I mean, technically, <laughs> you could you could. um uh gift a portion of your home to the but I it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't help there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the capital gain would be uh, they would receive the capital gain it's supposed to but it's not yeah. if this was a, <laughs> no. a one A fourteen million dollar commercial property or something you're looking at estate planning then it might make sense but I wouldn't uh, I right. wouldn't do this. So appreciate, I appreciate, the, the, call appreciate the call Mike. And, isn't that interesting Patrick? and you look a thousand square foot house he bought it in mid '90s, so who knows when it was built? It's probably built in the '50s or '60s. One point four million dollars. How does the how does the typical young person or couple get into a starter house these days? Well, what's amazing is that
2: the prices have been able to, to, to that they've gone up. Right, this is in the San Francisco Bay Area. You hear about people leaving, you know, There's a net decline of, of but population. The, I don't understand why the homes are. The prices haven't reflected that yet. 50, um, 50% of all office buildings, that it is estimated right now, are not occupied office buildings across the U.S. 50%. There's leases in them. They're and people coming in. Sometime. <laughs> right. But... It's of the square footage that is utilized on an annual basis per employee. They estimate it's 50%.
1: This is just an amazing number. Let's talk now with Laura. Laura, you're with All Worth Money Matters.
4: Hi, Scott and Pat. Thank you so much for talking with me sure. today. I'm 57 and I'm a public school teacher. Thank you. I plan to retire... <laughs> Yes, enjoy it. I plan to retire in three years at age 60. And Pat mentioned that his daughter is a public school teacher, and that several vendors had come to her school to pitch their product. And his reply to her was, "Well, that's great, but we're not doing that." And I'm, I'm just wondering. I know she's at the beginning of her career, sounds like. And I'm, a, but I'm wondering how. Pat,
2: did you advise her to
4: invest her
2: money for retirement? Thank you. So, uh, so if, if that would apply to me, um, so it would not quite apply to you.
1: Um, it would <laughs> You're not Pat's daughter getting free financial advice. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> well, that is true.
2: No. Huh? That is not true because that person uh, last week I actually we I gave the phone number they called okay, us and so I filled did them up with a
1: financial <laughs> so it was free financial advice. The re, the and re- they asked me afterwards they said and which advisor should we uh, have have them do the work that for free that Pat just promised? I said don't ask me. Pat's the one I made the promise.
2: Uh, so that really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so here's why, Laura. My daughter's 23 and you're 57. Um, so. I had her put a hundred percent of the dollars into equity, and in fact, I just had her put a hundred percent of the dollars into the uh, total mark, total stock market.
1: For you, different stage of the career.
2: Yeah, you, your risk tolerance you, isn't. You probably don't have enough time for, for all 100%. kinds of volatility for a hundred percent. But you know, probably sixty to seventy percent of the portfolio should be total stock market, and the rest probably the short bond. And if I don't know if that's what you're doing now or what you have it in,
4: yeah it's in a variable annuity at forty five stocks fifty five bonds um, yeah, I'm contributing the maximum right now. My husband and I were late to this retirement planning game.
1: are there great just learned are, there, so much from- are there great uh guaranteed income provisions to this annuity or just just what someone has set you up with? it's
4: just that it was one of, it was the one and only vendor available at yeah. my school. There we I, go. When I
2: set up this for a, you, you, you know, that used to be, there used to be, they'd only allow so many payroll slots <laughs> in the, crazy in the, in the system. And it really
1: is kind of a crazy system. Every other employee, just they, 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 have they a, pick a 401k and everyone has the same 401k. And here's your myriad of options. It's, it's a strange thing. So with you, um, you know even in the variable annuity
2: um you probably won't annuitize it at some point in time as long as it's a relatively low cost i would i would meet with that advisor and move 60% to equities um you're a little light on the equities and i feel much more confident moving money to equities since we've had a 20% decline in the market than i was a couple months ago um and then just okay. stick with it but but if you and your husband are close to this retirement age, that you're going to retire in three years, you really should sit down and actually do some financial planning. And one yes. of those things that you should look at is you're going to be forced with a joiner survivor question, distributions from the variable annuity, do you roll it into an IRA, um, all kinds of questions. And is your husband still in the workforce? Or He is.
4: In fact, he's only 51. He has nine years
2: left. You, you, even more important, and he has a pension and a. Even more okay. important, even more important. The age difference. Do you have children from a previ from previous marriages?
4: No, no. Okay. We have two daughters. They just graduated from college and. Now we're in a position finally to say This is
1: very common, Laura. (laughs) Very common. (laughs) Very, very common. This window, your your last one, either in college or through college, people are like, oh, crud, retirement's around the corner. We better figure this out.
2: Let's start counting what we've saved is really what the the mantra is. So you really want to do, sit down with a qualified advisor. Before you make an allocation change on that variable annuity, you want to sit down with a qualified advisor and say, can I retire in three years? What does it look like? Um, that's probably the best way. Now I have a question for you. What
1: grade do you teach?
4: I, I taught first grade for many years and now I have, um, a position where I, I teach, I, I'm an intervention teacher. So oh teach my students in small God,
2: groups and... God bless you. God bless <laughs> you. Seriously. <laughs> that's some it's work.
4: truly the most rewarding, rewarding work I have ever done. I love uh, it. So.
1: I wouldn't, but, good for you. I, yeah. I wouldn't last a day. That <laughs> wouldn't last <an> today. <laughs> glad you called, Laura, and glad Appreciate to have people call. like you in the world, too, frankly. Yep. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, if you want to join us, um, we'd love to take your call. Our number to be part of the program is 833-99-WORTH. Again, that's 833-99-WORTH. You're listening to All Worth Money Matters.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast.
1: Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's interesting, Pat, how we have some listeners who have listened like that last time. I've run into people, we've been doing this long enough that, I'm 55 right now. We've started this 27 years ago, right? Yes. So people, there are some young listeners 27 years ago that are now at retirement age. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no intention of retiring
2: yet. Yes. Not I, for many I don't years. know. Sometimes, I think I'll never retire, but I traveled for business this week, the uh, week before last. And I got to tell you, it's not glorious, traveling for business, uh, well, flight delays. Y- you know, when you when you're supposed to arrive in your hometown at nine, you get there at one thirty in the morning and you know you have a meeting the next morning at eight, and you're like, Oh and then I think
7: eh,
1: it's not too bad. <laughs>
7: There are a lot It beats going across
1: the country in a wet covered wagon.
7: Correct. There's a
2: lot. I'm not going to complain about air travel. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm like,
1: this is going to be a lot worse. let right. Let's, uh, let's go to the calls here. Let's talk to Jeff. Jeff, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
7: Hello. How are you? Hi, Jeff. Thanks for calling.
1: What can we do for you, Jeff?
7: Well, we are approaching retirement like every other person that calls you guys. Um, <laughs> my wife's retiring at the end of this year. And uh, I'll probably go another two years and just wondering about social security and um, when to take that and kind of overall picture. How old are you, Jeff? 65. And, and your wife, wife is? 64. And w-
2: will either or both of you receiving a pension?
7: She uh, works for Kaiser, so she we're... Thinking lump sum, but it could be a pension. And
2: if it was a lump sum, how big would the lump? How large would the lump sum be? Uh, Around six hundred
7: and fifty to seven. Okay, so
2: it would it would actually convert into a decent sized pension uh, as well. That just gives us. And how much money do you have saved for retirement above and beyond this six hundred and fifty?
7: Well, our total net worth is about five point seven.
2: And does that include any uh, of your primary residence or second homes?
7: Yes. And some rental properties and things.
2: Well, let's let's leave the primary residence and second home out of it. How much is it? If with- you have
1: a vacation home that you don't rent. That's Otherwise,
7: right. Yeah. The, your, no, what's your primary home worth? Um, About 1.7. Okay. So $4 million. Yeah. And how much, uh,
1: what's your, what's your combined income right now? the two of you combined gross is
7: about three hundred
1: and you both maximizing your company savings plan retirement plans yes are you saving in addition to that on an a- annual basis
7: mm-hmm yeah through HSAs and
1: so your question is when yeah. do you start
2: social... what are you asking do you have enough to retire? Well or- I think we have enough to retire I, I do too
7: I believe that is true. Yeah. Um, although we will we'll be moving out of California, but um, it means you even have okay. it
1: means you have even
7: more money to retire. Unless you money. move to like New York City. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Uh where are you moving Florida. to? Uh Florida. Okay. And what will a what will a house cost you in Florida?
7: Uh probably about the same, between one and a half and two, okay. I would guess.
2: So you obviously have enough to retire when, and I guess the second question is, when do you start social
7: security? Yeah. mm -hmm. What are you leaning towards? um, Well, we have enough cash that she could wait for a while, or we could start sooner rather than later. I mean, I guess the biggest issue would be potential legislative risk, but that's right. Who knows what that's going to be. So I don't know if we just, if we wait and let it build up a little bit more to well so the retirement age later. there so, so I mean if you wait so you
1: obviously the, every month you wait it's, the check's larger right and assuming if, you um, have a normal life expectancy but if you don't you're not there around you know <laughs> so um i think the the bigger the, the bigger issue is like at what age would you have to make it to before even if there was some legislative risk, whether they increase the taxation of it or something, like, uh, would it make sense for you to defer it? And we don't know the answer until 20 years from now. Yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah, which is the legislative risk. I'm inclined – I'll tell you
1: what I'm inclined to do. I'm inclined to actually start hers immediately. And, Je- and you might – it might feel to you like there's lots of people at your financial position at your age that are not mm-hmm. – there is not. There might be a lot of people like you around
2: you. Yes, but you're top 1% easily, easily, you know, okay. in the circles you
1: run in. Right. So it doesn't feel like, like, right. Like you live in a neighbor. Imagine mm-hmm. there's other nice size homes. Yeah, It's a $1. Mm-hmm. $1. $1.7 million home. Yeah. I'm
2: guessing that right. those people are probably most of them are, have money. Some are big hat, no cattle, but most of them are probably not. Um, I would be inclined to start hers immediately
7: Um, Now, now what about – would it make sense – we have some money in Roth, but most of our retirement is in 401Ks and IRAs. So when we go there, would it make sense to hold off on the Social Security and then get money into the Roths? What's your annual income now? It's $300. No, yours personally.
1: Uh, about one seventy five. Okay, so when your wife retires, you're still one hundred and seventy five. You, know, you can funnel some money in your four hundred one k, but you're still, yeah, one hundred and fifty grand's is going to be taxable income, flowing right. through. Yeah, I don't know if you have ever- the four million. How much is in four hundred one ks and IRAs? Um, about one and a half. Oh, and then if she ends up taking a lump sum, that's going to be two and a quarter, roughly. Um,
2: I don't know if you're ever gonna be in a great opportunity to convert to Roth. Yeah. Okay. I just don't think you'll I don't think you'll you'll be there. I mean, there might be maybe one year. Um well, I mean even then you could suspend your social security for a period of time. Um That's right. Right, if you wanted to do it, that you, you don't have to, you know, she can suspend it anytime she wants between now that's right and the time it makes sense between now and age seventy. So I'd be inclined to 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 start hers. Um and you know
1: if I were you and that if I were 65 my wife was 64 in this financial situation I would have her sign up for social security the day she quit working. That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: And then you know if you, if you change your mind you could suspend or if you think well there's less legislative I mean, her, risk you, in the got, future. You've got
1: to live till about age 84 before it makes 82 84 depending on before it makes sense to not take it immediately. On the pure math Mm -hmm. alone, on the pure math alone. So that, and then you add
2: legislative risk on top of it. Who are they going to take Social Security benefits away from? People that don't need them.
1: Yeah, and your lifestyle is not going to be any different, whether or not you have Social Security coming in or not.
2: Yeah. So um, after great analysis and us telling us we really wouldn't know the answer for another (laughs) twenty years, uh, I would be inclined to start hers uh, the day of retirement.
7: Okay. And I doubt if you ever
2: get over to the Roth conversion side of the table either.
7: Well, we could, I mean, the other thing I was thinking when we go to Florida, A, we get rid of the state tax in California, but B, if we lived off cash for a while, then when I retire, then... Yeah, so you've got some,
1: but you're you're a couple more years out, right? Yes. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like you don't quite know exactly when that's going to be, like... I'd worry about it when I got there. You're working because you're still enjoying yourself and you realize at some point in time you're going to quit working but
7: yeah I'd, right. I'd, I'd i'd worry about that roth when i got there i would too okay because you can always start social security and then suspend it that's, that's right. right pick it up that's and right. so then it so if you suspend for a year then it just accrues it's, it. the yeah, it's just a cruise more in the future yeah it's just like
1: again. just like if you hadn't uh, signed up for it originally gotcha okay all right all right
2: all right jeff okay all right all right thanks, thanks. and uh yeah. and listen um we're gonna miss you here in the state of California, <laughs> <laughs> and most of all, the government's gonna miss you.
7: Yeah, yeah, they uh, might
1: uh, miss me a little bit more. I think. <laughs> I think that they will miss you a
7: lot more than we miss you. <laughs> That's
0: right. <We>
1: don't, <laughs> here's someone with this kind of network leaving the state. I
0: know. Like
2: bye 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 bye. <laughs> yeah. I actually, well, good I, for you. I was in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. I was in uh, appreciate the call. Oh, Jeff. Thank you. I was in Nevada a couple weeks ago when I was talking to a bunch of people that have moved there like there these beautiful neighborhoods that right over the the border less than 20 miles from the state of California's border you can't you can't even buy a house you can't even there's a waiting list to to buy a lot i mean they just can't develop it fast enough just yeah, <laughs> yeah well well i mean that's how flow of capital works isn't it
1: in there was almost there life? was going to be another proposition on the ballot this fall to raise taxes on the wealthy yet again. <laughs> like, uh, I there's some point. That yeah. people are just going to say, "I can't afford it anymore," or "I don't want to." I Is can that, get. A, it's a, you know, it's interesting. You talk to people, particularly if someone like sells a business, that sort of thing. I mean, the amount of it—it it literally can be like buying a buying a 1.7 million dollar house somewhere. It's like I just gave. The tax man, the money—that's that's, that's, that's yeah. reality for me. Yeah, move to Florida to get a free house. Yeah, only problem with Florida is you got to live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope you enjoy it, Jeff. But it is uh, actually the weather's a nice. Good time, part of the year. Sometime. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Let's go to Texas now. We're talking with Pam. Pam, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
6: Hi, guys. Hi, Pam. How are y'all?
1: We're doing great. How you doing?
6: We're doing good. Okay, here's my question. We're my husband's two years from retirement. We have two homes totally paid for. We're gonna be selling one home and moving into our lake house when that happens. Okay. I'm I work full time, I'm a real estate broker, he's an engineer. Um in two years we'll both be seventy. Okay. So we'll take our max social security. What I have uh probably three hundred thousand in Edward Jones and the house will sell. we'll sell will be about four hundred thousand cash there's no we haven't had any mortgages for over ten years.
7: Okay. Um
1: you're a conservative so. real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> most <laughs> of your peers don't live that way. I knew there was one left. <laughs> there had to be one.
6: There's one of us that pay our taxes early and have money in the bank, yeah.
2: All right. So much uh, for those real estate clients
1: we were going yeah, to get, Scott, right. but thank you. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, come on. Oftentimes... It seems like particularly at the end of a market cycle, they're they loaded up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Big mortgages.
6: Yeah. Well, right now we'll for the next two years we'll be shaking out all those realtors mm-hmm. that don't need to be in this business. So okay. this is my forty eighth year. Yeah, so it's not by... my first rodeo. So
1: uh... <laughs> And <laughs> so she could actually use that term coming from Texas. So not my first, yeah, first rodeo. Exactly. That means that nothing quite to work for nothing me living to... in the suburbs of Northern California. Yeah,
2: that means nothing to us people out here. So anyway so you've got so $400,000 $400, in cash concerned? from the sale of the house.
6: Yes. And I'll, I want to invest that somehow that it'll throw off enough to pay my property taxes here and insurance and a trip to Hawaii every year.
1: <laughs> got it. <In> two, <laughs> and, but you're talking in two years. Yeah. Okay. okay. How much money do you, so how much on an annual basis is that?
6: Do we, will we get? No, 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 no. no. How much, how much money, money do you need,
1: need? To, to do what you just said?
6: Oh, um, i
2: probably need about 30, $25,000, 30000 for that. Okay, so at $400,000, that's at 25000 that's a 6.25% rate of return. Um, so you're not going to get there without
1: risk. Or, okay, we don't talk about it. I mean, one way to do this if this, is, if this, if this is truly the one thing you're trying to accomplish with those dollars, you could buy a, an immediate lifetime annuity, joint survivor annuity, on you and your husband, when you do something like that, you give up control of your principal. It's gone. You don't have the four hundred grand. It's kind of like buying a pension. Right. You get higher. You'll get a higher equivalent yield because you you don't have the per, the principal anymore. What other assets I'm are there? i just throwing there? it out I, there. Listen, Scott, I know. Uh, um, I, I, I hear you. you' think that's exactly what it would end okay. up coming down to. But that's right. Uh, so uh, what are you taking out of the three hundred thousand in your brokerage account?
2: Well. Uh, we plan to like take two thousand a month. Okay, that's twenty four. So that's eight percent. And are there any other assets anywhere? Four hundred one k's, IRAs. Well, we have
6: a building that. Uh, no, that investment account has all those, and we probably have a hundred thousand liquid uh, in our savings all the time. Okay.
1: Um, and what's the value of the building? And now? are either one of you on social security now? No. Okay.
6: No. And we want to wait and take the yep. high amount.
2: And what's the... So we what,
6: should make about 7500 a month on that.
2: And so what's the value t- of the building that you own?
6: It's worth about 100000 and it has an apartment in it that will probably throw off about twelve to 15000
2: a year. Well, there's you know, we don't if you can get
1: twelve to fifteen twelve to fifteen percent gross rent on a, that's a good I'd, I'd go buy more of those things. That's actually that yeah. is really good. <laughs> I would like to. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really good.
2: It's, it's, probably worth, well, at least it's probably worth it's worth it.
6: Yeah, it's it's a like property. So
2: Okay. So, so the the answer to the question is to, to achieve that objective right there. And and Scott is right. An immediate annuity is an answer. The reason I would probably stay away from it is because one of the things that you said you wanted to do to, with the money is to to go to Hawaii every year. You're in your Here's your seventies. The idea of you going to and it happens. I have clients that are in their nineties that go to Hawaii, but yeah, no, we
6: only I only think we'll go for ten years of okay. travel. I'm most of them. And about I figure by point. eighty. Here's, we'll
1: just Pam, stay home. like you are this. You are the perfect candidate. For for a financial plan. I mean like meeting with an advisor, you put all these inputs in, you can do lots of different what if scenarios and, and you say, okay, 10 years of Hawaii and you can plug all those in because I think, I, I think my, my concern anyway is, is if you were, if you were retiring today and you said, I'm going to take two grand a month out of my brokerage account. And I want 25 to 30 grand a year out of my 401k, my 400,000 from the sale of the house. I'm, my concern is that you're you're going to watch your your savings dollars start to de- to de- decline, and and, right. and it's not
2: that you'll run out of money, but you will you will use that up because of those what the numbers you gave us of percentages that you were taking out are high numbers, Yeah right? In today's world, in today's world, so they may not be if interest rates in two years are you know the ten year treasuries at five percent. <laughs> Holy smokes! There'll be a lot of damage between now and then if it gets
1: to five percent. I'm just <laughs> telling you, <laughs> yeah. on a thirty-year mortgage. Thirty-year <laughs> mortgage. Just, I mean, a thirty-year. So. A, a, you're talking about a treasury. <laughs> a ten-year treasury. A ten-year treasury. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it used to
2: be double digits. That's what I said. If it gets to five percent in the next two years, there'll be a lot of damage to get there. Um, but the you. you so what happens is that, that in today's environment, now you're asking me about something in two years from now, but today's environment, those types of withdrawals that you want to take from those two accounts are high as a percentage.
1: So we need to find some other creative ways to make this happen.
2: Or take less money or realize you're using up some principle over time and that you know how long you're using that principle up over time.
1: But what you just said to me is I want to take, and if my, my back to my, My point on it, I mean, if the plan is to use up some principle over time, you could actually say that we're going to earmark 10 years worth of Hawaii. My challenge there is what happens at year 11 and you still feel good and you want to go again? You can't. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, but what you, but the you, numbers you
6: share. You have to drive to Galveston.
2: You, this year, Hawaii's in Galveston. Oh God, God, that That is okay. Galveston. We were like okay. in August. Okay. <laughs> Galveston's cheaper.
1: Just pretend. <laughs> Look, we're going to a luau, exactly. Mom.
2: That's not maybe a luau. your
1: eyesight will be so poor at the time <laughs> you can't tell the difference. They death. were like, Mom, that's not. We're not. This is a luau. That's not a roast pig. That's a chicken. <laughs>
6: Grandma, why does Galveston look like Hawaii? Why are y'all telling me this is Hawaii?
0: You know? All right, you'll be fine, exact, Grandma.
2: Why did, How did we drive to Hawaii, Grandma?
7: Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah. we are two
1: years. We have beat this joke up. You're two years away from retirement. Go get a financial yeah. plan. Go talk to a good financial advisor, okay. and you'll run through some. Okay. Yeah. The, problem the problem is, scenario.
6: I don't want to lose the four hundred. I know the but- lake house is worth five hundred. That's plenty to leave to my kids when we die, because they don't want any of your uh-huh. stuff anyway, except money.
2: So.
1: <laughs> I, I know, but <laughs> but what- so like what like maybe one maybe one plan is if we end up spending down our money and we're still alive at eighty five, we use a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Maybe, but, but but running through these scenarios so realtor, you're going to get some I would confidence. would
6: never tell anybody to do a reverse mortgage. Well, that's cuz you've never met anyone that. that
2: I know, but you've never yes, met anyone that I really sold,
6: I have sold houses that they were reverse mortgage and the people got S-C-R-E-D.
2: <laughs> no, I under you you may have thought that, but, but what they did is they didn't make house payments for years and years and years, which allowed them to stay in the home. So, look, I, I am not. Yeah. I c- I could argue for and against a reverse mortgage. Yeah.
0: But what I, we I, do
2: I,
6: know, I just, say, so, I was, if you can't afford so, your house, go get and sell it. Take the money and go get an apartment. You know.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So that might be an option for you. Just so to continue no. to go to Hawaii. That, right, but no. but <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> you need a financial yeah, plan. Yeah. To so do we, some of these scenarios, we away, appreciate the
0: call. For
6: it. Okay. Right. Well, I have a financial person, but I'm just not happy with them. Oh, so well, then fire them. Me. Yeah, they're losing money. And they can't tell me what to do with that 400. Oh, well, then fire then them. They go, well, two years is too far away for me to tell you what to do. Two blah, years. Blah, blah, you're blah.
1: not spending it all in two years.
6: Yeah. And
2: you've got your whole yeah. life ahead of it yeah, you. Yeah. They're, they're, you what you're it. asking for, you don't have a financial planner. You've got an investment advisor. There's a, a, a difference, difference between a, a financial planner and, and a broker. Right. So you <laughs> want someone to actually put on paper what it looks like with a given scenario. What what you well, had is someone said, well, I've given you four hundred grand, this is what I do with it. And you're like, I don't I, I th- that is part of the qu- equation. So get a financial planner. Yeah. So okay. appreciate the call.
1: All right, Pam. Wish you well. And let's now talk with Tom. Tom, you're with All Worth Money Matters.
5: Uh, hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing um, Tom? Okay. I'm I'm six years old, sixty years old, and my wife is fifty six. So I have two questions basically. First question is the best way, what is the best way to tap home equity to fund retirement? Assuming I want to pretty much uh, stay where I am, um, I was looking at reverse mortgage. Um, and uh, one other thing to this question leaving a legacy is not a priority
1: for me. Okay, so that's the first question. You want your last check to bounce? Second question see how. So
5: I, I don't think I can ever time that. Okay. <laughs> if, if, uh, if I know that answer the question, then... then uh...
2: <laughs> exactly. would not be a good thing. What's uh, the, second, the question second question for question us? The question is, how do we balance between
5: co-controlling income for Obama's health care plan to get the most subsidy versus Roth conversion my wife is four years younger than I am. So those
1: are my two questions. Got it. The second one, I don't think we're going to be able to offer much advice on just because um don't have a lot of experience with, with people at that low-income level to qualify for the Obamacare plans.
2: Yeah, but you asked about Roth conversions. Well, how much How much money does your wife have in a, in an IRA?
1: Well, if you do too much Roth, it has income thrown on your... Yeah, I know that anything, you'll won't qualify for your Yeah.
5: Yeah, size. well i I'm uh, I was hoping to play the uh, income game because so that you can, you know, get it to the point where I get the large subsidy.
1: That's right.
2: Uh, so how much money do you have in IRAs? I, I'm,
5: I'm assuming uh I have about one point two.
2: Okay. And are you employed right now?
5: Uh yes. So far, yes. Okay.
2: So the the, the the and what's your family income between you and your wife?
5: About 200.
1: Okay. So yeah. when do you, when do you plan on retiring? Well,
5: I'm uh 60 now. Uh probably won't do probably won't make it till 64, 65. So 61, 62 or 63.
2: 61 okay. sounds slightly. And uh, how much money do you have outside of IRAs in brokerage accounts or savings accounts?
5: So uh, 1.2 pre-tax slash 401k, uh-huh. 300 Roth, uh-huh. 1.5 outside in the brokerage. Okay,
1: beautiful. Right. Now beautiful. we're feeling a lot now better. we can You started off talking. Thinking, Not, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you haven't
5: heard the rest of the story yet because uh, I'm, I'm going to. The guy's
2: gonna lambast me because uh, I I do market timing and I, I screwed up. <laughs> okay, well, actually, you know, market timing doesn't. Uh, well, I don't need to tell you about market timing. So here's here's what you have. Uh, if you have an incredible opportunity to lower your income at to zero and qualify for that. the The question is, is it worth
1: the? It's is it, the expense of other options you Is get. it
2: uh, – of, of converting to a Roth IRA at age 72 or 75 or whatever it is. So um, we don't – I couldn't answer the question now, but I love the way you're thinking about it, right?
1: Because you're not retired. But you, you're not you retired, I
2: mean. right? If you were retiring tomorrow, we would know up-to-date <laughs> rules on all of these things. And then you build spreadsheets that would tell us what – the IRA will grow to over a period of time and spend all this money down, and then
1: required minimum distributions. So that's the yeah. answer to that question. The first question, though, on tapping: Look, if if leaving a legacy is not important, a reverse mortgage could certainly be the right thing for you. Um, you got to both be sixty-two, so we're still six years off. Things could change between now and six years on how the programs work, but uh, they've been around pretty consistent for a long time. Uh, I mean, it, it, they can work really well, uh, particularly for someone who doesn't, um, doesn't, d- doesn't plan on leaving the, the house to the kids, right? So if that's not your plan, I think uh, clearly having that reverse mortgage as a tool, you've got quite a bit in savings and investments, so it may not be necessary. I kind of like to think of the reverse mortgage as the last, <laughs> it's the last trip to the well. So um, uh, anyway, that, but certainly an option for you in the future. Appreciate the call. Thanks. All right. Well, we are out of time. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. Hope everyone has some good plans for the rest of the weekend. It's always a good time. Uh, so anyway, we'll see you again next week. This has been Scott Hanson and Pat McClain. All worth financials. Money matters.